Welcome to episode number eight of Dial a Drummer. I'm Brian. I'm Shannon Corey. And we've got a very, very special guest today, our buddy, Mr. Tom Knight. Welcome. Hello. And we're going to go through Tom's accolades here shortly, all of the things that he's done. But the thing that I have to start with, if if this is Monday and you're watching live, you can actually call in to that number right behind Tom's head, 844-833-833. Three seven eight six. I really ought to have Tom read all of this because he's he's, got, he's the professional he's video the guy. guy, right? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. See, Tom, you could actually if you, if you could actually read down all the stuff right there. Um, oh, you know what would be really funny is almost like an interpreter. You know, like if, if we were to do this in Spanish and you knew how to speak Spanish, oh, what I would do is I would speak and then right before I stopped speaking, you would start in Spanish, right? So I could go. I could go. Uh, you can call in on the uh, the toll free line eight three three. See, see, I see. I even I even screwed it up. See, this is how we get the southern drawl out of the uh, the stuff. So I'm you- outlining my eight four four eight three three thirty seven ninety six. Dude, call. <laughs> Just call. You're right hired. Now. You're hired. All right. So you can call on the toll-free 844-833-3786 right now as we're doing the live show. Or you can send an email, dialadrummer at gmail.com. What would that sound like as a, a voice announcement? Call 844-833-3786 or dialadrummer at gmail.com. I'm going to just snip that out as a sound effect and just have a button where I can fire it off. I'm terrible at memory, man. My, ask my wife. I can't remember anything. Not even the Gmail address of your email. Yeah. So uh, if, if, you're, uh, if you're in Facebook uh, or if you're watching on YouTube Live, uh, then Shannon's got a nice little screen where he can actually see some comments and things. And uh, hopefully we will uh, get to some of your questions and comments that way if you decide. Uh, so you can email, you can phone us, or you can um, put something in one of the little chat box little deals. Comment boxes. There's all the yeah. people that are live with us. Mm-hmm. How yeah, cool. yeah. So, Thank yeah, you all yeah. for joining. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if you're watching the podcast version or the video on demand version, uh, that's for all of us who are over 30, video on demand. Mm, they just uh, they just call it podcasting yeah. now. Uh, you can you can follow us on Dial a Drummer on all the social networks: Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. In fact, uh, if you're on YouTube, which the entire world, save my grandfather, is on YouTube at this point, uh, please subscribe to us. Once we get to a hundred subscribers, we can secure the username Dial a Drummer on yeah, yeah, YouTube. Yeah, on YouTube for our channel. Yes. Very important. As we're talking about uh, digital marketing today, that's very important to us that mm-hmm. we get that you username on YouTube, and you can help us. We're up to like 20 at this point. So um, you can also uh, sign up for the email list. That's something that's very, very important to us because uh, that allows us to tell you about all the cool stuff that's going on. It allows us to uh, let you know who the upcoming guests are, how we're taking questions, and uh, it also lets us give you really cool prizes. Like uh, for everyone that signs up this week, we're giving away if you watched episode number seven, we're giving away a copy of Jan Rico Scott's 
Life of a Dreamer. Mm. Life of a Dreamer. It's on a, vinyl. On vinyl. It is an autographed copy cool of uh, Jan Rico's How newest cool album. We're going to give that away to one lucky sign-up person on the email list. And we'll be doing that uh, week after week after week. We're going to be giving away cool stuff through that email list. So you'll definitely want to sign up for it. Just go right now if you go to dialadrummer.net. The splash page has an easy place that you can use to put your name, your email address. Boom, you're done. Uh, throughout the week, you can also call our toll-free and leave us a voicemail. You can uh, hashtag dial a drummer on all the social media networks with your questions or comments. We love to read those things. And please share us with all your friends. And in two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. This is exciting. I, I know this because it's about 80% done at this point. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes when I say a week, a week is actually a month. Mm, uh, it really just depends on how well I'm multitasking that right. week. Uh, in two weeks, August 21st, live on the show, we're going to unveil the brand new dialadrummer.net website. So you'll be able to get uh, audio and video. We're going to uh, start a blog where we put all kinds of cool tips and tricks. We may even be doing some cool little... Um, tips and tricks videos that only live on our website. Nice. That's very 1999, but we're going to do it anyway. But doggone it, it will be ours. <laughs> It'll be ours. Be uh, but yeah, we're going to do a lot of cool things on dialadrummer.net and we're going to launch that site live on the show August 21st in two weeks. So uh, please be here for that. Uh, at the same time, the audio podcast will roll out. So if you're not a video person, there'll be a great way that you can just pop an earbud in and uh, you know do whatever it is that you do when you listen to your podcasts. And that's uh, August 21st. And nice. I think I got through everything. <laughs> I did, did. And uh, that means we can actually, at 18 minutes after noon, get to the show. <laughs> The meat. Normally, the we're meat starting at 18 minutes with everything. Okay. But uh, we're actually, this is on time, Tom Knight. Wow. Well. I want to I... introduce you to a very good friend of mine. This is Tom Knight. Uh, Tom Knight, if you right. don't already know, if you haven't fi found him on any of the social networks or been to his website, uh, Tom was the uh, live and recording drummer for a little group you might have heard of. Possibly. Uh, Not to mention, in their heyday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you, you, you weren't doing like some of us sitting at this table where you you played with a group forty years after their number uh -huh. one hit. <laughs> hey, playing is playing. Gu guilty as it charged. Is all good. No, that's uh, <laughs> you actually played when the number one was the number one. Uh, TLC. Yeah, if if you're if you're under uh, seventy years old, you probably know who TLC is. And if you're the target audience for who we're talking to today, the person who needs this information the most, you were probably um, right in there at the tail end when videos were hot, and you could see this. These those girls were on MTV all the time. And so, age. I mean, yeah, that was yeah. also the heyday of that whole yep. time era. Mm -hmm. So Tom was the uh, the touring drummer and recorded on the albums for TLC. Uh, tell us just a few of the other people that you've worked with. Thanks to Dallas Austin, who I will be eternally grateful for giving me those opportunities. Um, I was able to work with Monica on the Boy Is Mine album, uh, Stevie Nicks, Joy. Uh, Vega, Lizette, Deborah Killings was the beginning of it all. Uh, she was the first of his artists that I ever got to work with, and it was 
summer of 1996, and I was driving around 285, and I had my pager. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, uh, and I recognized the number as being Dallas Austin Recording Projects, and I didn't have a cell phone at the time, so I had to wait until I got to yeah. Ken Stanton by the Big Chicken where I was teaching privately and used their phone, and he said, can you be in Nashville tomorrow? And I said, yes. And that was the beginning of almost Can you be in Nashville? Yes. <laughs> and then I promptly had to, you know, secure Shuffle a sub for the right? 33 students that I had at Ken Stanton. They yeah. were not real happy about that. Um, but I was not going to turn that down. No. So I moved to Nashville for the whole summer. They put me in a corporate apartment, and it was fully furnished with, you know, nice laundry facilities and, like, a stocked fridge. And, oh, it was I'd never been treated so nicely in my life right? <laughs> and been paid, you know, like real money to, to record with an artist that was and is unbelievable. I mean, Deborah Killings is out. She's amazing. Right. She really is. Bassist, an amazing songwriter and a phenomenal singer. I mean, I can't say enough about her. Um, but that was, you know, that's, that's a decent handful of yeah. things that I did with, with Dallas and, the, and back then. And the way that I met you was when I moved here in 95, you were teaching at the Atlanta Institute of Music, yep. where I spent my very first year in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So I got to take uh, classes from you and have you whoop my tail and tell me how I sucked. <laughs> I was um, so mean back then. <laughs> I you were, was. You were, sorry about that. It's funny now to know Tom Knight as the, I think having, um, having, Three boys has you would think that boys would harden a man. No, no. You melt like butter. Yeah, right away. Yeah, in the delivery room, and then it, and then just more. Yeah. As day goes then on. the yeah, rest yeah, of yeah. it's all about the kids in your life. Yes, yeah, at absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it does. It does soften you. You know. And, yeah. And just, I think, just getting older too. You know, you realize I don't know everything. Yeah. I thought I did. Fool! Don't <laughs> don't do it. You don't know everything, and you never will. And it's all good. Like it's that's fine. I guess in some ways, the teacher has to project strength, right? You know. But I it, I was not doing that. Like I was just being a jerk. <laughs> you yeah, were, but we were young. I, was, I mean, yeah, Tom was so a further back than Brian does. Yeah. Tom and I met in the early nineties. Yeah, we were playing in. We used to call it rival bands. Yes, but it, it was. was, ba- it was all- bands on the circuit. Are you kidding, man? It was. Tom dude. was in Skin Deep, and I was in a band called New Reality, yeah. and we would secretly try to outdo each other's oh bands. But and, and, and secretly then the reality- skulk over to their stage and watch with folded arms. I can do <laughs> that. Musician stance. Right? I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. Why did you? I can do that. My my view was more like, oh, I got to yeah. steal that. Stupid. Oh, that's a nice lick, Tom. I'm taking that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to try to as replicate. If, as if I came up with it, right? I just stole what everybody else was doing. I was just stealing stuff, man. So if you've been in Atlanta for a long time, you know Tom's oh, an amazing player. Oh, yeah. Amazing, amazing drummer. And uh, as we'll talk about today, there are some great places online that you can see Tom um, playing uh, some great drums and playing some great music and maybe even singing and playing some other instruments. A lot so, of great recorded work. We're going to talk about that later. Now, one of the other things that you did, uh, in addition to teaching mm-hmm. at the Atlanta Institute of Music, was for a time you were their marketing director. That's true. Yeah. So what exactly does a marketing director, especially for a school like that, do? You know, <clears throat> when I first started they didn't have a marketing department, if right. you can believe that. Um, the arrangement that I had with the school, many of you 
probably don't know that I ran a video production company uh, starting in 2001 with a real good buddy of mine named Alan Barnes, uh, another bass teacher at the, at the Atlanta Institute of Music at the time. So I needed an office space, a professional location to bring clients, you know, walk them through this nice facility and then ultimately end up in my office. <clears throat> so the deal was I could uh, have an office at AIM and in return I would make all of their television commercials. Right. I, I knew how to do it. And so in 2010... It occurred to me that we ought to make this official. And so they hired me on. I had to make a presentation and argue my case, but they instantly accepted. And I, the next day I was, I was uh, off and running. And, and my first order of business, as far as I was concerned, was to observe competitive landscapes, find out what everybody else in our demographic was doing, what they were doing to market, who they were marketing to, whether or not those uh, campaigns were successful and right. why things like that. But I had to come up with brand strategy. I was in charge of content creation and distribution. And at first that was primarily radio and television. We had been doing television spots, as I mentioned, and they were very, very successful. And it was interesting too, because uh, me and Knight Driscoll, the president of AIM and our rep at what was first called CAMA and is now Comcast, uh, had a little trifecta symbiotic relationship where we Literally, I would I would create a spot. Knight would put it on air, and those two would literally almost puppeteer the phone calls. It was kind of amazing, and I was very proud to have contributed to to that with with some content. Right. But Knight would sort of say, you know, I'm not getting enough phone calls in the base department or in this demographic or this age range or whatever. And he would call, and they would make some adjustments. They'd pull a string here, here, loosen a string there, mm -hmm. and tomorrow those phone calls would arrive. Oh, wow. It was really cool. We wow. had it down for television, but we did not have a social media presence. So very, very quickly, um, we, I put together a, a, a legitimate Facebook page, um, Twitter account, Instagram when it came along. Um, YouTube was sort of sparse and n not official. We created an official YouTube channel with its uh, bona fide uh, Gmail account mm -hmm. through which we would accept applicants and things like that and, and do email blasts from that account. And, uh, you know, just try to maintain those profiles and presences online. Sure. That, that's, it was, it was as much as it sounds like it, it was. Yeah, I that's, mean, it that's was, a lot it was, of work. It was a full, it was, a lot I, of hats I, to juggle right man, there. I was only being paid for 20 hours a week because that's all I had right. to do. But I, you best believe I was working 40 or 50. Mm. I was always, Thinking, always strategizing, always tweaking, always doing something, you know. So the ideas for campaigns and angles and audiences, where did those come from? The shower. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's I, where I, I do I, my best thing. I'm not even kidding. I, I, I wish I could answer that. If I could answer that question successfully, I would probably bottle it and try to sell it. I, I don't know. I, that, that sort of inspiration... And they didn't all work. I, I don't want to sit here and you know try to pat myself on the back. I, I, those were, but they were just all things that would just sort of come to you, and mm -hmm. you then it was like, okay, how am I going to do this? Right. You know, um, that then became the challenge, which was fun. You know, it's like, okay, I've got this idea for this commercial, or I've got this idea for this this thing on social media, or or even maybe just uh, we were doing posters for a little while, right. rid, kind of riddle style posters, and those things would just sort of fall out of the sky. And I'm like, okay, I got to Photoshop. How do I make that happen? Yeah, there was never any uh, big roundtable discussion about it. I just kind of just went to work. You had and, creative and freedom. I did have creative freedom and very 
rarely got any pushback from anybody. So that was that alone, by the way, is amazing. You know, yeah. to, to to for people to give you free reign and kind of not ever say no. You know, and I didn't spend any real money. I mean, I, again, I had all the equipment; all I could do it all there. Um, I didn't have to pay anyone to help me, so they didn't lose any money. I mean, it, I was a one-stop shop for them, right? And and, uh, and it was fun, man. I, I it. it I, I don't know how that stuff happens, but I never seemed to run out of ideas, and there was always something else to do, and you know, I was always behind. Like I couldn't keep up with my own yeah. insanity. I, I'm going through that right now. <laughs> Between, well, that, had, that had to be fun, too, though, to be able to have that freedom oh, man. and create, and you know, even yeah. before you showed it to somebody, you'd be like, oh, I like this, or yeah, you know, yeah. that freedom you know, was nice. It was, it was magic, and then there's that feeling of you know accomplishment at the end. You know, It's like, oh, there's a special effect that I don't know if I can do, and then Lo and behold, there it is. Like, it worked. Um, we did this one really cool spot. We're getting ahead here, but one of the more successful spots that we did was uh, Your Future in Music. Mm-hmm. And it was um, it was just this idea I had where I wanted to reach our potentials out there who were, you know, on the couch or in the, you know, playing video games or practicing somewhere in a room and talk about, hey, look, your future can go from that to this. And so... I had this idea, you know, of a guitar player like sitting on a chair and then standing up and then instantly the world revolves and he's suddenly in front of, you know, tens of thousands of people all in one shot without cutting. That's good. Uh, A bass player on a a couch that uh, jumps up and he's in front of this. He's also on that same stage, a drummer in a garage. And we push in on him and just as we get through the door, the garage door, you know, changes to that same audience, you know. um, Special effects nightmare. Yeah, but we Especially pulled it off. We pulled in it off. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. And um, and we did it, man. And the people at Comcast were like, "Wow, this is we've not seen anything like this. This is really cool." Would and you like to come work for us? <laughs> <laughs> well, that that thing has like fifty two thousand views now. I mean, it's not viral in any sense, but uh, when you look at a lot of the other uh, videos on the channel, you know, they, they they don't have those kinds of numbers. And right. and, and that tele- and that's just the YouTube part of it. You know, I put everything on social that we ever put on television. And so, um, but in terms of, of its social presence, it did really well. And it, and it brought in that commercial did better than any of the other ones. I think, yeah. you know, we did a lot of really uh, powerful spots, but that one was the one that seemed to resonate. You, you think it resonated for what reason? Well, because people could see themselves. They're like, Oh, I get it. Yeah. I'm, I don't want, I want to go from where I am now to that. Okay. You know, and our goal of the spot anyway, was to say, we can help get you there. And we did. I mean, you got guys like Jerome Flood. You got guys like Jay Bake. You've got uh, Tosin Abasi. The, the, the list of success stories that come out of that school. I mean, look, these were people. Let's be honest. They were destined for greatness anyway. But they chose us as a school, mm-hmm. finished their studies, and went on to do great things. What marketing director would not want that gold? Sure. Right. To be able to, you know, advertise. And so we did We did a lot of that. Chris Coleman, I mean, man, I mean, I, I've forgotten more people than... than, right. than Didn't Chris go through the school as he a did. bass player? He, did, uh, he, do- he did do the bass. And then, yeah, he went through as a bass player. Because, of course, he already knows how to play drums, as we right. yeah. well know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he needed no help from us uh, to that end. And really didn't need any help on bass. But, I mean, he he's a perfect example of a guy who is never stops learning. Right. You know? And again, he chose us. Why right. would we not right. want to 
you know, I don't want to say brag, but why would we not want to market that? Sure. So I think that's why those things work. Right. You know, success stories and meet people where they are and uh, try to sort of lead them where you know they want to go. Right. You know? Well, on that idea, were there campaigns that you guys did that maybe you were told by authorities or trends or any number of different outlets, were there things that you guys did that flopped miserably that on paper seemed like the thing to do? I was very excited about one uh, suggestion. Uh, A a part-time job of mine uh, was fielding the constant requests from outside experts to come in and tell us what we were doing wrong. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I'm not the expert. I'm just doing what I think needs to be done based on my observations, based right. on my competitive landscape outlook and, you know, my own metrics. Right. But everybody had a different opinion and that started to bother me. It's like, well, everybody's an expert. All these gurus out there, none of them are saying the same thing. Right. You know? But we let one through. And one of the pieces of advice that we were given was, hey, why don't you start doing things like uh, Trivia Tuesday and Throwback Thursdays? And these are you know common hashtags. Like a sports bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Did you do karaoke? Karaoke. She forgot which appointment she showed up for, didn't she? <laughs> That's later. Well, so I was I was sort of captivated by the idea that we could maybe make some images and that I could go and do some research and you know stretch some of my photoshopping, you know, abilities, not that I was doing any, you know, changing anything, but just, you know, cobbling together what I was, what was hoping would be nice looking pieces of art that talked about something, you know, famous, Mm -hmm. you know, or or that resonated again with our, you know, just trying to connect all those dots. But, but the piece of advice that was given to us was don't put it out there without branding it, you know, make sure you put, you know, brought to you by the Atlanta Institute of Music and things like that. And, and so we did that. And it did not do anything. And the reason why, I think, is because that everybody knows now that it's branded, that it's just another marketing piece from a school, right? When they see the television commercials, they could be saying the same thing, but there's action and there's music and there's a a story being told. But it just it just didn't work and and we we kept doing it but i was sort of mindlessly doing it at that point so we go like this is what i'm supposed to do this is what right. we're told to do and it didn't right. it didn't right. it didn't do anything yeah so that was a kind of a flop i want to put a pin in that idea of telling a story okay um one thing that i, I kind of want to flash back if we're going to do any kind of throwback mm-hmm. uh is talk about for a second, I know you have been using the internet and using website technology and a lot of things for a very long time. And one of the things that people that I do consider experts, guys like Gary Vaynerchuk and yeah. guys that really are experts in this space, one of the things that he talks about is eating your own dog food. And I know you and I both, but you specifically – You've eaten your own dog food as far as using technology to tell a story. How far back does your use of the internet to tell your story go? Okay, so the very first website I ever built was built on America Online. Yep. And they would give you two megabytes of space <laughs> per 
per screen name, and you could, under your main account, sign up for six more. Yep. So I promptly did that. Like, I just took my screen name and added a one, another one, and added a two. Yep. Three, four, until you had seven. That un- unlocked 14 megs, and, man, I, I'd used, I think, I don't know if front page was around back then. I, hot dog. I think I built it in Notepad. Honestly. There, yeah, and there was. I, I remember yeah. there was an app. There was like a third party app you could get for like twenty bucks or something. Mm-hmm. That somehow it latched in. Like maybe they had an API or something uh, with America Online. It would actually latch in. And I that's what I used. See, I'm, I'm not even hit to that. Like, yeah, what is that? I don't even remember what, the name of I, it. What did I miss? But it was. Yeah, you know, it had an <laughs> HT. It had it, and it had uh, it had two sides to it. Kind of like uh, what Dreamweaver does. Okay. Now. You you know, it had, it had the uh, what you see is what you get side, and then it had the HTML side. Right. So some of the functionality you could like it was you, live connected. You could yeah. save and instantly see the yeah the yeah. You yeah, just hit the little save button. Yeah, that's and, how it ought to be. Yeah, this is man. This was this was like ninety six maybe. Yeah, see, I was doing it. In 90, I was doing a Notepad, so I'd make the change, upload it, refresh. Nope. <laughs> Do it again. There 184 it times oh, later. Goodness, man. And you just got to like do it in the middle of the night when you hope no one is looking at your right. site. You know? And even that mentality is ridiculous because the middle of the night is the middle of the day somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. And, and the internet doesn't care. So even, right. even that mentality was, was, was really backwards back then. And I got to say to everybody out there, he was ahead of everyone on this. Like none of us was – we none of us were doing any of this. And this guy was like regularly blogging. We were all insanely jealous and hated him for, you know, beating us to it. Let's just be honest. We, we were Thank like, you. Oh, gosh, now I got to go do that. Right. He set the bar kind of I mean, I already have to practice more than I want to. <laughs> now I got to go do this. What this guy's doing. Oh, thanks, man. You know, I haven't, I haven't told our, our buddy, Zach Albetta, I haven't told him that the name of my very first website in 96 was The Working Drummer. That's right. I haven't there told him. Yep, yep, yep. If you do that way back machine thing where yep. you can kind of see websites, I bet you could probably go His back lawyers to lawyers will call your <laughs> Hey, man, no, 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 no. There's bonafide proof that you had it first. You will win. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. They can they can have it. They they do a better job with it anyway. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, before there was blogging, right. uh, I remember before Live Journal, before any of the stuff that you mm-hmm. could do to blog. You know, I, I did the same thing as you. I linked all my accounts together, and that way I could just put a link to the next section. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a, a pain in the butt to have to. Log in, log out, upload under different things. It was it was not fun, but uh, before there was blogging, I basically kind of built a blog and a website mm-hmm. so that I would write an article about yeah. you know the hang. I mean, I wrote like ninety seven. I wrote an article about stuff. hanging out, like how to practice all yeah. the stuff that people would want to know, right? And you're providing it before anybody. Yeah. Like it was it was great. It was brilliant. I mean, we all took cues from what you were doing. I mean, that's. Honestly, why I was like, okay, I got to do this, you know. And it, it took me a long time to even get an AOL account. Right. You know, Adam Nitty was like, you got to get an internet account. Right. Yeah. He was on Mindspring, you know. Yeah. I still have a Mindspring. Do you yeah. really? He does. Wow. And it still says like Mindspring.com? It does. It does. Get out of here. That's awesome. I don't want to give it up. I've got everybody no. I know on there. I still have the, you know, as far as not giving things up, I still have the very same phone number that I ever had. Right. Like I've been porting it since day one. So anybody that knew me like in the early or late nineties, if, if you have a Carry number for me, it's still good. Nice. <laughs> Don't call now though. Cause I'm on airplane mode. You're not going to get through. So even back then, you know, we were looking for ways to 
add value, give value freely, and also tell our story. You know, um, part of doing things like writing bios that are more than just the laundry list of. And when we were, even especially pre-Dallas Austin, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it took a bit to cobble together a bio back then. Oh, yeah. I know for me, before I had anything, I I really had to write more of a story about who I was. And um, and also tell that story through pictures, mm-hmm. you know, uh, either you know things I was doing or um, well, and pe- demos consisted of things that you couldn't you could do, right? Right. Here, here's all the things I can do for you, you know, rather than here's all the things I've done, right, or am doing, right, you know. So yeah, I mean, and that was the story. That was the only story I could tell at the time. Is like, okay, here are all the styles I can play, right. and, and and the few you know write ups I've gotten and little mom and pop paper right. or magazines or things like that. Yeah. So you were one of the early ones to do an EPK back in the day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tell people about that. Okay. So, well, TLC got <clears throat> off the road in sometime in 2000. We had been on the road for a good six months, maybe longer. And, uh, I was just looking to do more work. I mean, it was going to be another year of, of, uh, recording, their record 3D, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna. I would. I knew I wasn't gonna play every song on the record. You know. In other words, my involvement even with that was was very small. Right. I played one song on that record called "Damaged," but you know, you, you got to stay busy. Sure. And so I wanted to get back out there, and I what I noticed was that everyone was doing electronic press kits, which, if you don't know, that's just a, a fancy way of saying you know video bio or you know video promo, and they're not longer usually than about eight minutes. So I, uh, I went to Mill Cannon at Image Mill, and he was the guy and his company. Uh, they were the ones that were responsible for creating all of the tour graphic elements that were on this huge screen behind us every night when we played. And they would send uh, little crews out to cities here and there to do interviews with all of us. And so I knew there was a wealth of video footage of interviews with me and just me on stage with the girls and everything. So I go to him and I say, hey man, how much for an EPK for me? And he quoted me a very, very fair price, but it was way more than I wanted yeah, to spend. Expensive. So I go to the bookstore and I buy digital video editing for dummies and I spend the rest of that summer of 2000 mm-hmm. uh, learning how to capture via Firewire digital video from this little old Hi8 camera that I took with me. And, you know, I'd taken a lot of video footage just, you know, because I'm like sure. geeking out. Getting I'm on the road. Yeah, man. So, and then I hired uh, a really great singer and actor here in Atlanta. His name is Kevin Harry to come over and be the narrator of my story. And right. we conducted mock interviews and where I sort of answered these pretend questions. And I cut the whole thing in the style of VH1's behind the music, except eight minutes instead of an hour. Nice. Right. So I had you know me talking to an interviewer and then yep. a narrator filling in the gaps. And I just cut all this stuff together. But before I started sending it out, I took it back to Image Mill. And I said, hey, man, is this any good? Yeah. And he goes, oh, <clears throat> you made that? Well, here's a keys to the establishment. Here's your alarm code. Your first job is you're going to cut the EPK for Charlie Wilson from the Gap Band. His record comes out. Bridging the Gap comes out later this year. You're going to make his EPK. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I was supposed to play drums. Like, what? What? <laughs> Go just back. trying and... to get the next gig off this yeah, thing right Yeah, now. exactly. Yeah. It worked. And you did. Yeah, right. <laughs> a different one, right? And so, obviously, I started sending out the EPK because he liked it. Right. Um, and started doing that at the same time. Incidentally, 
that EPK landed me the gig with Leanne Rimes, mm. uh, but it, the tour never happened. Mark right. St. Louis was her, her tour manager, and he was also the tour manager for TLC when we went to Japan, mm-hmm. formerly Yanni's tour manager. So right. you know he knows what he's doing, right? Yeah. By the way, married to Patrice Russian. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Just fame everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so he was a big, he liked me, you know, mm-hmm. and, and was always trying to help get me jobs. He tried getting me uh, the drum position for uh, J-Lo, Jennifer Ooh, Lopez. Wow. Didn't happen, but I just loved the fact that he was, like, fighting for me. And yeah. so he showed Leanne my EPK, and she was like, that's the guy I want. Wow. And um, something happened. I think she got into an accident or something. Anyway, that tour fell apart, didn't happen. Right. But... I was validated, right? It just made me feel like I had done the right thing and was still going to push it, but I was not going to turn down the blessing of this video work. Oh, yeah. And so I got to like rub elbows with people who really knew how to make video. Mm. And that's where I met Ty Taurus, an amazing 3D artist Mm. who took me under his wing, gave me my start in VO, and it was Ty Taurus's, uh, one of Ty Taurus's jobs that earned me the Emmy Award for VO. So all of that kind of just happened without any planning. I, I wish I could say I engineered it, but I, I didn't. I was just trying to work, man. Right. And just, I try to keep an open mind. I just try to, you know, not be like too bummed out that it's not going the way I want it to go and, and, sure. and accept the winds of change and just go with them. And if people go back and they watch a few episodes ago, we had an entire episode where we talked about um, ways that you can get beyond just playing beats and fills mm-hmm. and um, avoid feast or famine. And yeah. this is exactly what we're talking about now, looking for things that you can do for yourself, but then you can also turn around and use those skills in service of other people. Yeah. And all of a sudden, not only do you keep the flow of money happening, you actually get better at those things. It's this interesting cycle of um, you learn to edit some video for yourself because you need to post something. Right. And then someone sees it and goes, I'll pay you a little bit of money to edit that for me. Exactly I've got this right. stuff I need to edit. And while you're editing their stuff, you learn something more Absolutely. about what you could be doing for your stuff. And then that turned into the marketing position at AIM. Yeah. Like, I would never have gotten them to agree to let me be the Don Draper of the school, if you will. Right. <laughs> Minus the, all the bad qualities. <laughs> um, well, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I do have some other bad qualities. Uh, I'm sure I do, actually. Anyway, digress. Bottom line is, um, yeah, I, you know, that wouldn't have happened if if I didn't know how to, you know, if I didn't have a grasp on what to do graphically, you right. know, how, understand Photoshop, understand Illustrator, understand 3D animation, understand how to use a camera, to get a camera right. uh, that, that that is broadcast quality. Right. Back then, there was no HD back and then. And the willingness, too, that, you know, being open to walking through that open door that fell in your lap and yeah. trusting that, I, I that mean, it all comes full circle in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, I right, exactly. I, I just... I, couldn't turn my back on that. For a day, I was like, oh, this is not how I wanted this to go. playing drums. I don't want to do that, right? <laughs> you know, but, but it didn't take long for me to sort of get riled up, man. It was almost like, you know, Bill Murray in the back of my head singing that chant at the end of Meatballs. <laughs> it just yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> if you haven't seen that movie, please go go it. It's freaking awesome. That'll be our next giveaway. We'll give away a copy, a copy of, of Meatballs. Copy of meatballs <laughs> on VHS. <laughs> right. 
So you're gonna have to go to like you good know, luck good, watching Goodwill it. to get the player. You know? uh, so the idea of um, using these tools in service of your own needs, turn around and using them in service of other people's needs, yeah. learning more about it. So now you're living in that world. It's not just something that you read about. It's not just something that you hear other people talk about and then you talk about. You're using those tools. For the person that's sitting there watching us right this moment, Mm -hmm. whether they're 20 years old or 50 years old, why would a drummer need to use social media or digital media at all why would someone need to use these tools okay uh i don't want to sound like i am a you know in in favor of the herd theory of everybody just sort of running over a cliff because everybody else is running over a cliff right there is truth to the movement that is where it's it's all happening you can't be disconnected from that i i don't think this is okay now let me make this real clear this is just my opinion you know i'm not calling this sound fact. I'm not an expert. I'm just, but I'm going to share with you what I think is true for me and what I've learned. That is where the action is. Right. So, you know, at one point the theory was that you had to go where the action was in LA, right? Mm -hmm. Or New York. Well, this has kind of fixed that, right? You can be anywhere. Right. But it doesn't fix it if you're not in it. Right. So it's just a new version of this is where it's at, right? This is where you got to go. Um, also, we learned this. Some, t- some people learned it the hard way. Um, people who are doing the hiring, look to your social to see, to learn more about you. And that can really hurt you if, if, you've either, if you either don't have a, a social presence or the stuff you're posting is horribly negative. Right. I, I have had to you know, kind of pull students aside and say, hey, man, you're talking really badly about Justin Bieber. Um, that's cool. But you best believe... If you're ever up for the gig, I know you're going to say yes. You'd be a fool to say no. Right. And the first thing they're going to do is look on your account and see that, and you're gone. Great right. point. Gone. Great point. Or I not. Pull, and that happened a lot. Yeah. Right? A lot. Absolutely. Please erase that. Like, can you not go be political or go say all these things? Well, even that can get you in trouble. But just, you're a musician, and you're going to talk bad about other music. Don't, don't do that. Please right. don't do that. You're, just, you're only hurting yourself. It's a small circle. It, it is. And people, it. people pay attention to it. Um, another reason uh, that a professional drummer should do it is endorsing companies now care about that. Ten years ago, it was like, yeah, whatever. If you're on TV or if you're on tour, you know, if you're teaching at a school. Mm-hmm. My Vic Firth endorsement uh, I got in 1994, I think, uh, specifically because I had started teaching at AIM. Mm-hmm. Now, they wanted to get involved in education, and, and, and so that was a criteria for them. And every endorsement company at the time had different requirements. Remo wanted you to have a gold record, so I couldn't get in with them until Monica, right. which sold $3 million. Um, Zildjian, they, John DeChristopher is just like, you're not big enough. But then when TLC went on Jay Leno, we were, I was big enough. Mm-hmm. So everybody had different criteria, but now, if you've got a decent following on social, they care about that and they want you right. to have that. So for those three reasons, I would, I would highly recommend you engage. Right. Socially. Well, let's talk for a second then. Having a .com or a .net or some place that is maybe your name, Mm -hmm. super important. Yes. 
um, because that's part of the bigger picture. Google, uh, you, Google juice. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're trying to, especially especially as you're trying to establish, people call it branding. I just think of it as your place in the world. You know, uh, social media is part of it. And unfortunately, uh, Facebook owns, like we're live, ca- live casting to Facebook right now. They own at least the version of what we're putting up mm-hmm. because it's on their servers and yeah. with their bandwidth. Mm-hmm. Uh, same way with YouTube. But the version of this show that ends up going into the archive, the video on demand that's nice and produced, mm-hmm. that has all of the uh, the the bookends and the advertising and the, that's ours. Mm-hmm. That it's on our own server. It's on in our own world. When we have dialadrummer.net, there are things that we can do in dialadrummer.net. You can't really do in Facebook. I was I was telling uh, Shannon today one of the reasons why we started the live cast. Um, we've gotten kicked from Facebook the last two or three weeks because we started with a title card. You're not allowed to do that? Yeah, not allowed to do it. Wow. Who knew? Yeah, and they have an algorithm, at least for us. We got hit with it, that um, it kicked us. Now you know. But again, Mm. we get back into eating your own dog food. Had I not known that... If if I was you know hanging a shingle out as a social media expert, I probably would have said to someone who wanted to to have um, high polish and high touch, right. you know, you need to make sure you have a really nice photoshopped uh, card to start your thing, and and I would have been uh, providing misinformation based on my own personal opinion yeah. that was not really. Right. That's why I definitely don't ever want to say, and that's why I prefaced a moment ago. I. I these things are subject to change anyway. Only Google knows how Google works. Facebook, right. Instagram, they're the only ones, and they're never going to tell you. And things are going to change all the time. So that's a great example. Um, you're talking about polish. I, I, I would love to talk just a moment about something else I learned while at AIM, especially near the end. I got a lot out personally, out of stretching, every, you know, flexing every muscle that I had. Sure. You know, whether it was you know, some sort of antagonistic VO combined with 3D animation, special effects, and, you know, a drone shot from outer space and all this other stuff that, you know, make these cool-looking things, you know. But it, it, it occurred to me that that was adding, uh, we started noticing, that it was adding a little bit of fakeness. It was right. just a little over too overproduced. Sure. So we went the other direction, and I started doing things um, that I really wish they would have continued, honestly. Um, I used to do this thing called FaceTime Fast Lane, just a name that I came up with that I thought was easy to say. Mm-hmm. And I would get with guys like Chris Coleman, Tosin Abasi, who else did we do? Um, Jay Foy. We, I did a, a, oh, Mike McKnight. Mm. Gosh, man, I did a FaceTime Fast Lane with Mike McKnight, who was the programmer for Mariah Carey, who also has Jay Bake, one of the AIM drummers, as, uh, as, as her drummer. Anyway... It was just a thing where I would screen capture a FaceTime interview, mm-hmm. you know. It was very raw, very unpolished. I mean, it would just we just cut in, no title card, like what you're talking about. Right. And I would introduce very quickly, and then we would have a, a conversation. We would end 15, 20 minutes later. And the beauty of this was it was raw, it was real. It, there was no post-production required. It was just export and upload. These, uh, these interviews were available that day. Right. 
That never happened. And so all of a sudden, people were engaged again. They were right. like, oh, I've seen that before. Yeah, I do that. Mm-hmm. Rather than, oh, here's another, you know, big production with all this slickness to it. Yeah, it's, right. it's interesting how, how sometimes just because you can doesn't mean you should. It's interesting how often sometimes that kicks in. Yeah. You know, and boy, I learned that the hard way. And it was kind of a bummer. I was like, ah. Uh. But on the other hand, hey, it's done. I'm right. done with it. Right. I could do one a day if I wanted to. Sure. If I could line it up, you right. know, and you could talk to people on the other side of the planet as long as their connection was good. And it always was. Yeah. Well, that that immediately puts us into this lane of um, sometimes, sometimes the success of an endeavor, especially when we're talking about marketing, is the, the fit and finish of it, the polish of it, or the sheen of it. Um, I think that's part of sometimes how we tell people who we are. Or how we can present in our in our best light who we are mm-hmm. and what we have to say, but there's also this other side that we have to think about, which is the content. Mm-hmm. You can have high polish, high t- touch, and have awful content mm-hmm. and be of absolutely no value. Or not tell a story. Or yeah, yeah. You can you can not give something to someone that they find interesting. Uh, and it doesn't really matter what it looks like or what it sounds like. Yeah. At the same time, it can be a pain of you in Skype and a pain of someone else in Skype. And if what's there is meaty mm-hmm. and what's there really resonates with the person that's watching it, it almost doesn't matter what it looks like. It's the reason that Skype and FaceTime lessons work. Mm-hmm. It's the reason those lessons work. You know, if you'd have told me 10 years ago that we'd be doing lessons, you know, Dick Tracy style, I, I wouldn't have, I don't know if I would have believed it. I, I, you know what I mean? Right. But, but it's true, and I, I do them, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I've got a, a, a C, what is it, one of those C290s or whatever yeah. that camera is there. I've got the same one, and, and, uh, and I hang it over a monitor, mm-hmm. and, and I pipe all the, my drum sounds through a, a Behringer XR18. Yep. Thank you for the recommendation and the hookup and the setup and yeah. the expertise and, 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 and. <laughs> um, and so, you know, they can hear me, they can see me, I can hear them, I can see them, and, you know, it's not polished. Who cares? It works. It, it, it's yeah. what's being delivered the beauty that and matters, right? Sometimes yeah. Works yeah. Best. yeah. Oh, you know, and, and, and if, the, if the value is there... It almost doesn't matter how how you get it, right? And so that I think that's where I think what it comes down to. Mill Cannon, the guy that ran Image Mill, still runs Image Mill. He he kind of taught me that lesson. He said, "You have to make yourself valuable," and that was true on a couple of levels. You make yourself valuable at whatever you're doing, so that people will hold on to you. But the other side of that, what what he was, I think, what he was really saying is, make yourself valuable in as many ways as possible, right? You know, and so, you know, that way when one thing slows down, something else speeds up. Sure. And that's kind of how it's been for me, you know, uh, kind of a, 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 a whack-a-mole of opportunities. Right. <laughs> Boom. Sure. Boom. Okay, let's do, do that now. Boom. You know, and it's cool to have, you know, things the pop randomness up. that just works. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always, you know, I might sometimes have to have two mallets, <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, it's, you know, but that's the deal, you know, there's, there's. More than just the one thing. Right. And you have made a, a, an exceptional example out of that personally, I mm. think. You know, I mean, look at you. Freaking drummer, teacher, author. This guy did books on tape before books on tape were a thing. <laughs> again, true. once again. He's once again, he's like ahead of the curve. paving the way, man. Thank you. And here we are in, I don't want to give away any trade secrets, but let me just tell you, this place looks like 
Fox Five <laughs> in here, man. It's the it room is, above my garage, man. Yeah. That's all it is. Oh, I know. I got to watch out. We're on the third floor, and the staircase is right here. Like if I back up, I'm dead. <laughs> no, it is. A, it's freaking amazing in here. And I mean, you're surrounded by technology, and 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 you are making very very good use of it. You're you're doing it, man. You're doing the very thing that we're talking about, and I think that's important. I think it's great. Well, and and ultimately, that's the most important thing is you got to get your hands dirty with this stuff, mm-hmm. and and we all screw up some things. You know, we, you, I think you have to screw up more than you get right to get it right. Yeah, For learn. sure, if you don't fail at something. And Those are the better lessons, right? Right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, f- yeah. for sure. And and uh, eventually, you just you find your lane with what works for you, and then you start to see some appreciable success. Yeah. One of the successes that I've noticed that you've had as of you know late mm-hmm. is your endeavors in Instagram. Mm. Because what was it? Maybe four or five months ago, before you, especially before you got your XR eighteen, yeah, like you had a few hundred people that were following you. Probably mostly people you knew. I right? can't remember when it was under a hundred, and when yeah. I hit a hundred before the XR eighteen, I put out this post. And I was like, Yay! I hit a hundred. Ching me, man! Three figures, dude. Check that out. <laughs> But now, like, do you, um, you know the answer to this. How many people are following you now uh, a, a few months later? Somewhere, uh, 4,500 or something like right. that. Yeah, it's like, you know, I don't have a K next to my number. That's the, Yet. that would be cool to have like a 10, 10 plus K. So 4.5K, although that's not how they show it. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say K because right. I want to feel better about myself. <laughs> but, and, and I'll, I'll tell you how that works. I think quality of content matters. Um, but people want to be engaged. Sure. And so the moment I started talking to people, interacting with them, mm-hmm. befriending them, right. man, they rush back. So, yeah. you know, if you are willing to, you know, in addition to just posting, right? I mean, it's such a narcissistic thing to always be thinking about, okay, what else can I put out there that the world is going to want to see of me? Yeah. You know, great, but you, you, that's not the end. You, you kind of need to get out there and like, Shake people's hands, man, digitally, right? So when you started, did you did you have an intention when you were planning this as an avenue of creative expression and you know ability to a channel to market the things that you did? Did you sit down and say, "All right, here are my intentions starting"? Nope. No, I'm guilty uh, of not having a plan, and I mean, fail, total fail. I, I fleshed out. I think I was I fleshed out the profile uh, just to say I had done it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like registering a domain name, even though you haven't like built the site yet, right? right? And then I thought, okay, well, I guess I better you know, make some posts. You yeah. Know? Mostly at the beginning, there were just like photos of stuff, and you know, I had no concept, and even though I had done it for AIM, mm-hmm. but I think also, if I can, you know, be honest here, I was so when I left AIM, I was so tired of doing it all. Right. You know, it was it was. Time consuming, like you wouldn't believe. Again, ask my wife; she would just, she was just so happy I left. You know, I, I think I was just kind of, let's do something different, right? You know, I don't know what that's going to be, but you know, okay, all right, I know I got to do this though. So in the beginning, uh, it was, it was, it was for no real reason. Mm-hmm. But then later, I started interacting, I started engaging, and I started seeing what other people were doing. I was like, oh wow! And suddenly, I was super inspired, sure. you know, and wanted to get back into it. And that, that's, that's when it. That's when it took off. I started paying attention. I got with you, and you came over. 
and helped me set up my whole system and get good sounds. I had Randy Hexter. Um, got a shout out to my buddy Randy Hexter. Oh yeah. He um, he. We took your setup, and I recorded a bunch of stuff, FTP'd nice. the um, tracks over to him, and he used Logic, which he doesn't use, but mm-hmm. because I use it, created a scene for me and sent it back, and that was oh, kind of wow. a launching... Yeah, to have a guy like Hexter's yeah. mind on your drum sound... And his ears. <sighs> yeah. yeah, that's really what I mean. Yeah, yeah, his ears, his mind, but he knows how to do it. Like, he's got yeah. the ear, but then he knows how yeah. to do it. And that was the starting point of this amazing sound that I I've been you know kind of not willing to touch right. ever since you know every once in a while I might like reduce reverb or something you know right. depending on the track but I'm, otherwise it's like oh no that's his sound and I'm not touching it and he has uh, I think very effectively more effectively than anybody else right. recorded my drums and so yeah having all of that stuff together made for more compelling better sounding content sure um, we were talking about. And gear, if it's okay to go there, I, I, yeah, I have, yeah. a, have an old Canon 7D that uh, I will use sometimes. Um, it's a 2K image. I'm not. I, I do a lot of 4K work, but it all ends up 2K at, at some point, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, YouTube's own. I, I think anyway. I don't know. If, are they delivering 4K content? Yeah, they actually, they are now. Okay. Yeah. Then I mean, I might need to start doing that. But um, you know, where, the way it's going to look on a phone, I mean, it gets. Squashed down, anyway. down yeah. yeah. So, so um, I, I think just in terms of bandwidth and trying to keep file sizes minimal, I'm I still I am in the habit of, of crushing it down to two K, you know, mm-hmm. HD, nineteen twenty by ten eighty for anybody that's like not using film terms. Um, and then uh, you know, I usually use a single light source. I'm a big fan of the noir look. You yeah. know, I like high contrast and lots of dark shadows. Yeah. Um. um it's just my personal look, you know. It's, it's what I like. Uh, even my headshots are always done with a single light source. And really? I, I take my own light. I take my own headshots, yeah, which is ridiculous. My wife thinks I'm nuts. She's a model. She was a model for a long time. She's like, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Rule number one, don't take your own headshots. Is that what she keeps saying? I do it all the time, though. Bro, I've got like, hey, man. talk about, you know, just, just too many. You know, it's ridiculous. But, you know, you... Hair grows a little longer, yeah. you know, maybe build another muscle or something. You try to, like, take a new shot. You know, I do, I do it once a year. Once a year, I update right. my, my, my stock photography. I'm still like, using the same promo pics from 10 years ago. It's fine. <laughs> Catfish. I just hope, I just hope yeah. no one notices. <laughs> That's all right. They That's see funny. you now, man. They, look, right. man, they, 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 it's okay. It's fine. Like, yeah. Well, I, I repurpose old videos, too, like... All that TLC stuff. Look, yeah. man, I got all this hair mm-hmm. that was not in any of those videos, right? right? So it, who cares, man? I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, it's still you. So <laughs> ever evolving. So, so, uh, so you're using that camera for most of the Instagram um, stuff that you're. Sometimes you're using? I'll use, uh, and I've got a lot. I got a lot of cameras. I'll, sometimes I'll multicam the stuff. One of the more successful videos I ever had was uh, I was playing along to Staying Alive. Yeah. Was, and that was done with this thing, man. I mean, I just set it up. It was before I had the mics up. I just put right. it over on the desk and you made sure that I was like in the frame. Right. Okay, cool. Start the song. You know. And uh, like there's like one fill in there or something. Yeah. It's nothing really chop related and I didn't think anybody would like it. I thought everybody thought disco sucked, you know. I, I love disco, but I know that like the world out there is kind of a disco hater. Certainly the guy's our agent up, 
Yeah. Especially yeah. who are around, like in the, like the disco, you know, killed jazz and all this stuff. They just hate it. Even I think Jan Rico said last week, he said, he's, he's in that disco sucks, sucks right. era. <laughs> it is fun stuff to play, though. Well, especially the, if you're just working on grooves and pocket. I mean, you cannot beat. I especially love any of the catalog, that for example. I mean, those are great tunes and they're crafty. Yeah. Well, that's that one post got like, I don't know. Over five thousand views, and, wow. and again, that's not a ton. There are guys out there that are getting, you know, ten, twenty thousand views in like six hours. You know, right. that's that's what we all aspire to, right? As far as that, those kinds of metrics. Yeah, but listen but to the numbers we're talking about. You, going back to the EPK, when you're like hoping somebody saw it. Yes. And yeah. Now we're talking you, about oh, you, you were having to. I pay only got five hundred people today. <laughs> <laughs> we were having to pay. Oh gosh, tens of. This is going to sound funny the way I'm saying it, but you would have to pay, follow me on this, you would have to pay tens of dollars right. per VHS copy. Yep. So, and, you know, and they, they do it in 50 or 100, so you're several hundred dollars to send out this analog, non-self-replicating non file. Right. Right? That required a giant box in which to play and then connected to another box in which to view. You put it on a truck that said FedEx on the side and, you know, had to know what address to send it to. The the time and expense we used to have to go through, whereas now the stuff propagates itself into the world, it distributes itself, it multiplies on its own. Even if it's not viral, it's still viral. Right. In the sense that it's... moves itself. And you're exactly right. It, It was very, very difficult to market back then, you know. Yeah, I, I love I love where we are. Yeah, can't wait to see where it goes. <laughs> I, I think we're definitely in the infancy of what this is going to do, especially as people understand more of the the why along with the how. Yeah. But then the do's and the don'ts of what to do to actually um, to create something that people will want to see or want to hear or find valuable. Mm-hmm. And value, and realize that value takes a lot of different uh, different forms for different people. Yeah. If somebody's looking for a drummer for their gig, the value that they get delivered is that they're seeing, hopefully, seeing someone do the thing they're hiring for. Yes. At which there's somebody that's on the other side of that camera at this point that's in the middle of Idaho, yeah. and they probably got. Five followers on Instagram and 12 people on Facebook. And every day for the past two years, they've been putting these videos together, them playing drums. And, you know, one day it's the hot lick that they got from the guy from Mars Volta. And then the next day it's them, you know, blowing a drum cover all over the newest Bruno Mars thing. Because, well, Bruno Mars is hot. Maybe if I put that video out, people will watch. There's somebody on the other side of that camera that's been doing this for two or maybe even three years. And they've gotten no traction at all. What are some things that we could pinpoint that might be the cause of that? Well, yeah, you're definitely talking about the do's and don'ts list. And and I actually did uh, create a nice little list here for myself so that I wouldn't forget any of them. He's very so, organized. Sorry, yeah. I don't mean to be reading. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's no, why no. he's a working uh, pro, kids. <laughs> <laughs> he comes prepared. I know how to read. Um, okay, so uh, five do's and five don'ts. For me personally, these are the things that that I think are important. So, um, you know, if it resonates with you, by all means, take it. If it doesn't, give me the finger. It's all good. Um, 
Number one, do complete your profile. I, I am befuddled by the number of folks that won't even bother to put a profile pickup right. on their, you know. And and uh, we haven't really talked about things like LinkedIn, but I, I kind of, I have a hard time accepting a request from someone who I can't even see. It's like opening the door without looking you know, right. through the peephole. I, I, can we at least see who you are? And I don't mean to, that, there might be some people out there that are like, well, that's awfully, you know, haughty of you to say. I don't mean it. I just, I just, Come on, man. Yeah. You know, flesh out your profile. I want to know how. I don't want. I want to know who you are. I want to know how I can contact you. Don't you want me to know that stuff? Um, please complete your profile. Um, as far as marketing is concerned, um, you got to know who your intended audience is, which is might be different from who your actual audience is. Um, if most most people, if you ask them, well, so who's who's my who is your audience for your content? Mm-hmm. The first answer I think most people, because I hear them mm-hmm. say this, they go, "Well, I want everybody to see my content." Well, that's what's too, wrong with that's that? That's too broad. It's not. It's not. It's not tailored to a specific audience, and everybody is not who you're trying to reach. You're not trying to reach everybody. Um, moreover, uh, it occurs to me, and I used to kind of get on my students at AIM about this, uh, private students too, if all you're putting out there are drum solos, and I love drum solos just like everybody else. Sure. But you are trying to appeal to other drummers, and other drummers don't usually hire drummers. Like, it never made sense to me to only ever post solos. You have to give uh, the people who are doing the hiring some material also. It's not a problem to have solos. I think it's fine. Sure. But mix it up. Give give the bass player, give the the artist even. But you know, in other words, the people, the music directors, the people who need to know that you're gonna do what you're supposed to do as a drummer, mm-hmm. as well as being able to to take off if 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 given the opportunity. Right. Um, know your intended audience. I think I think sometimes it's just such a display of check me out. Right. You know, that they forgot that. You know, or or maybe they're achieving some success and think, hey, it's not broke. Let's not try and fix it. That's cool. Is it getting you work? I don't know. You have to answer that. Okay. Um, do try to be consistent and original with your brand strategy. Whatever is working for you, definitely keep doing. Um, but there's a consistency factor. It's a little bit like, and we'll talk about this in, what did you say, January or February or whatever? Mm-hmm. Come back to talking about getting in shape. It's very much like that. It's a good analogy, I think. Uh, if you want to lose weight or if you want to you know, pack on you know, muscle or whatever it is you're trying to achieve uh, physically, it has to be consistent. You can't just do a little bit one day and then like slack off and expect any real gains or losses. You, it is a relentless art fight. Right. And, and so, uh, but to interject some variance in there is okay too. Like you can have a cheat day, right? Or you mm-hmm. can have a day where you just sleep all day and get some rest. That's not unlike your brand strategy. You can throw things in there that are different, but in general, it needs to be consistent, I think. Uh, do post regularly, but just not too much, right? Is there a sweet spot for that? Uh, they say, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defer to the masses that I have uh, been reading because I still read about all this stuff mm-hmm. all the time. And they're, you know, the, the general rule now for Instagram, let's say, is two posts a day. Okay. Okay. I can't do that. Um, if I ever post more than, you know, if, if, well, let me say that again. I have a triplicate thing that I'm doing, so I always have to post three at a time, but there will be a week sometimes in between posts, Mm -hmm. so I don't even follow that rule. But part of that is just the sheer uh, number of hours in the day. I've got 
actual tracks to deliver lessons to, to teach, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then kids you know, to raise kids to raise. <laughs> should, let's not forget <laughs> about wife that. to keep happy. So that's number one. Right. Um, and then, uh, the fifth do is, uh, share other content. You know, it's not all it doesn't, again, it doesn't always have to be about you. Right. Um, we can, we can share each other's content. Um, yeah. We do that all the time anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, and aren't you always happy? Like when you see that someone shared your content, like you're just, if that and if you know how good that makes you feel, you can do that to others, right. and that is always attractive uh, in terms of like getting engagement, getting people to like and comment and share your posts. Mm-hmm. You do that to them. Well, my hope uh, last night, I had hoped to do it before last night, but last night I started putting up little snippets of video that you sent to me mm-hmm. from the TLC thing to one of your Instagram posts where you played drums and played bass, mm-hmm. and. There was an interesting effect for me in putting that together, like sitting over there at that computer in Final Cut and kind of putting that thing together and then posting that for everybody to see at 10 o'clock last night and then again about 8 or 9 this morning. I liked the fact that I could tell people that – because most of the people, because I engage you know, folks that follow me, most of the people that follow me I know in some way, even if it's casual – I enjoyed showing them my friend Tom mm. play drums really well. Oh, that's, that's and cool. and there's some, there's you. something about that that again when we're talking about uh, adding value mm-hmm. sometimes the value that we can give is to point people in the direction of cool stuff that has nothing to do with us. Right. It's just something that we enjoy. Well, and it takes a certain level of uh Oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, you're not threatened, you know. No, and that's how it ought to be. It, it, it shows that you are confident in what you're doing enough, so much so that you don't mind. See, there's there, sometimes there's this. I've noticed there's this sort of weird, you know, closed sort of mindedness about. Well, I don't want to shine a spotlight on anybody else. I want it all to be on me. That's that's really not. Yeah, that's not cool socially. The competitive side needs yeah. to not be there. The competitive really side needs to be with your own. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so the fact that you're you're uh, you're confident enough, you are secure enough. Right. That's the word I was looking for. You're yeah. you're not insecure. You're secure enough in who you are and what you're doing that you don't really right? I mean right. And, and and people feel that. They're like, wow, this, that's cool. And, and and that on on some level, you know, I think that I think all of it matters. Right. Yeah. And part of for me, I know that one of the wonderful things about reaching outside of yourself for the things that you share with other people is you're, kind of, you're doing two things at the same time. You're turning someone else on to something that they didn't already know about or someone they didn't know about. Mm-hmm. And again, if you think about your intent, mm-hmm. your intent, if I put that piece of content in the war, into the world... I, I also have another intent in doing that. I also get to share a part of my story mm-hmm. without having to tell you part of my story. Yeah. Or I can set up just you know the whole first part of this show, getting to talk about how we know each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. If you're working the long tail, if you're trying to over time tell a story, 
by putting that one thing into the world, you get a few things done at the same time. Yeah. I put a post for people that might follow me on Facebook. I put a post up yesterday about an 85-year-old drummer out in L.A. who they The L.A. Times did a great story on him. And this guy's 85 years old, mm-hmm. still playing drums every day, still gigging for money every mm-hmm. week. Now, so cool. he's, not, him, he's right? not famous. He certainly isn't. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, he will be now. Um, You know, he was honest in his story about sometimes he has problems making ends meet. Yeah. but his joy about playing and his joy about where he is in the world doing what he does, like, that was infectious for me. It actually lifted me out of a bad I, mood. No, I read your post. Yeah, that was really, that was really cool. And, and so in sharing that person's story, hopefully you, you, you give some feeling about well here's where here's where I'm at today. Like I'm not having a good day. Right. But here's something that immediately pulled me out of that mm-hmm. and made me see things a different way yeah. and uh, gave me an appreciation for where things are in the world and what really is important. Mm-hmm. And and so by by uh putting that out and spotlighting that person mm-hmm. Hopefully, a whole lot more people know, yeah. you know, at least within the sound of my virtual voice, mm-hmm. know about this guy. Because it's the kind of guy I would want to sit and ask a lot of questions oh, of. Man. Like at 85 years old, please tell me what you've learned. <laughs> what are your <laughs> secrets? Yeah, like you've, yeah. you've gone this far. Uh, and it, and I noticed by other people sharing that, it just sort of, that to me is really what viral, mm-hmm. the, the value of what viral can be is mm-hmm. that when someone takes that story and it inspires them enough that then they share it to their friends yeah. and you see it kind of spider out. Mm-hmm. And this is the long tail indirect portion of how digital media, I think, eventually uh, points back to you. Eventually, that web sort of completes the circle so that um, all of a sudden, people find out who you are and what you're about without you ever having to say, here's who I am and here's what what I'm I'm about. (laughs) Because a lot of of what I see, especially in in younger culture now, it is very me-centric. It's very, watch me play. Here's this other thing I played on. Here's this gig that I'm playing next. You really should come out and see me play. And oh, by the way, here's the thing that I use. And watch me do this thing. And it's all, it really is this um, this sort of um, self-aggrandizing it's kind of cycle. It's the more me mix. Right, mm-hmm. right. Whereas we're all comrades. If right. I'm struggling with something, I may call you and be like, What's an easier way to do this right. or, you know, with either one of you? I'm but always, I, I know, yeah. he's a guru. But I don't think that happens a lot now. A lot of these younger guys come up and they're just, like you said, it's all more me or more focus on just that yeah. individual. Or they'll have, they may have something very specific that they want to know, mm-hmm. you know, and then that's it. Like yeah. in and out. I just want that thing there and, okay, I'm good. I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, it happens. <laughs> 
Well, I, I can tell you that uh, that I've gotten a ton of value out of the stuff that you post on Instagram. I know how to play a bludge de now <laughs> after 40 I didn't years know that was of playing. What it was called. A bludge de You're yes. the one that taught me. I didn't know that, that thing had a name. Yeah, yeah. As, as many times as I've seen that, seen different people play that. Yeah. Um, seen different people explain it. For some reason, uh, that particular day and the way that you played it and the way that it was packaged. I didn't and, say a word. I just yeah, played it. Stupid yeah. slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that was the key. Yeah, it was awesome. stupid slow. Yeah. It was like, okay, now I can see it. Mm-hmm. Now I can really see. And I like that. I mean, it was an hour later. I'm downstairs and I've got my phone on the music stand mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I'm going, okay, hang on, let me, let me, let me, let me scroll up and back down so I can start at the beginning of oh, this yes. video again. <laughs> and then have to reinitialize the audio every time. Every time. But, uh, but you know, at the end of an hour of sitting there, I knew how to do a blush mm-hmm. day, you know? So I knew how to do it. And I could that's play. what's up, man. And that's value in that content. Cool. Uh, it wasn't just watch Tom rip this hellacious lick that yeah. would just, you know, just Tommy gun all over everybody. Sorry. But but I could tell from the way the video was put together and the fact that you included that. Here is that thing really, really slow. It wasn't just watch Tom do something really amazing. The funny thing about that post is that I wasn't sure anybody cared. I just thought, you know, in case somebody wants to know, right? You know, I was just looking for content. I was like, oh, well, I'm a teacher. I could demonstrate it. Yeah. And here you are telling me that you appreciated it, the fact that it's there. Yeah. You know, um, I tried to do the same thing because I recognized that that seemed to work. Right. Um, when Zildjian was kind enough to share three of my posts. Yeah. Um, the very next day, I I had this idea, and then it's like, oh, great, now I got to do it. Yeah. Which was. <laughs> let me break all that down. Because there were enough people on the Zildjian uh, posts that were saying, how in the world are you doing that? How do you get those symbols to do that? Or what's the whole point of, you know, this weird Reaching across. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I just decided to, you know, to explain. And man, I, to this day, I think even yesterday, you know, I, I was answering someone's comment who, you know, weeks later was like, I've been wanting to know how to do this for years, you know. There is, like, literally yesterday, somebody was just, like, super uh, thankful. That's the, yeah, that's kind of what I'm trying to do is I want to inspire people. I'm certainly not here to, you know, tell anybody that they're wrong or doing anything bad. It's do what you want to do. It's, you know, but but when it comes to social media marketing, there are, I think, it, the guidelines narrow a little bit. Yeah. You kind of want to know where the boundaries are, and, sure. and that's what really we're, we're talking about here. And I want to throw a few don'ts. Please, there, by all means, while we're, while we're talking about not just blistering people with yeah. everything you, what, what are some things that people could avoid that might help them? Okay, so for people who don't have a lot of followers, you probably don't suffer from this. I, I notice this trend the larger the follower counts get. Um do not ignore engagement on your posts by others. Um, when you get really large followers, and, and again, I'm not there, but even even with the few that I have, I've noticed I've really got to pay attention, man. Right. Because Instagram's notification, I'm going to talk about Instagram first. Instagram's notifications are kind of interesting. In the when you first log on, it you know you get that okay, you got you know five comments. Uh, this many likes and this many new followers, you know, mm-hmm. and then that goes away and it never comes back. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to like, okay, all right, 
especially the comments, three or six or however. And then I instantly try to go through my my philosophy is try to answer them right then. Right. Because it's very difficult to go back and find them unless you're going to, you know, go through your entire account and, you know, accordion all of the, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And go down and look to see who you, oh, okay. Try not to ignore any engagement, mm-hmm. okay? That's it's a, it's a very common thing that people don't do. Don't be spammy. And by that, I mean uh, unapproved t- mass tagging of people. I see this a lot mm-hmm. where, you know, you'll get a notification and you've been tagged. It'll just be a post of something that they're doing, they're doing and then comment after comment after comment that they've made where they've just swooped in and scooped and pasted everybody's screen right. name. And you're just like, it's, you're not even special anymore. You're just like one out of 300 people that they just want to see them. Send me that in a message. Yeah. You know, don't, that's spam. It's, that's a little bit like uh, somebody using email and failing to use like an email protocol like MailChimp. I wore this shirt. And it's funny. <laughs> MailChimp. Okay. This show brought to you by MailChimp. MailChimp. You, you can, it, rather than sending a big giant email with 300 carbon copied email addresses that you've got to scroll past just to get to the meat they they will for free and forever you can use mailchimp up until up till 501 subscribers mm-hmm. so or, or people that you've added to your email list so for, for 500 and under you can have the benefit of a custom email with my name on it you know mm-hmm. your name on it you don't have to you don't have to see everybody else's name um Colorful graphics, the ability to embed, you know, uh, video and all that good stuff for free, right? right? So, uh, Facebook and Instagram tagging and things like that; those can be spammy if you're not careful. Just, just you know, try not to be rude. Unwanted adding of being added to groups, right? You know, that's, I mean, how many times do you be at? Are you added to a group and then you leave it, just like everybody else does, right? Like, don't, don't do that. Um, don't. Uh, I, I, again, these are all just my opinion. Take it or leave it. Um, don't auto post. I don't. I'm not a fan of like the one click that that propagates everything to all the different right, networks. Right. I think it's important because they each have different requirements, you sure. know, character restrictions for Twitter, for example, um, and whether or not it presents the video or the image, mm-hmm. you know, or not, can sometimes uh, be caused by auto posting. And people can feel it. They know, you know, they know that this was like a oh, this was a hootsuite delivery. Right, right. You know, you can use those things for timed posts. I think, but I, I, I think viewers, your followers know, your fans are aware that you have taken the time to address Facebook, make a different visual for Instagram, mm-hmm. make a different one and post for Twitter. That also also auto posting um, takes away your opportunity to. Uh, pepper it out throughout the day. Sure, just blast it all at once. Unless you set the timing different. So for that for that reason, I advise not. I, I advise treating each network individually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, last two, and they're kind of related. Don't engage with negative people. Don't get into those flame wars. Right. Don't don't engage with negative people. However, if somebody's saying something negative on your post, you don't have to automatically delete it either. Rise above it. You know, and say you know, thank you for your input. Oftentimes, you'll have friends swoop in and defend you anyway, and that's yeah. always great. Yeah. But it, also know that you're not going to uh, satisfy the needs of everybody. I mean, I'm I'm probably ruffling some fe- feathers even with what I'm saying now, and that's mm-hmm. okay. And, you know, it, you have to be kind of have a little bit of a thick skin about it. You're you're going to 
not everybody's going to like what you're saying or doing or mm-hmm. recommending or any of that. And, and you, it's okay. It's okay to have some uh, you know, negative comments. It, 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 it's, it's discussion, mm-hmm. and that's good. Discussion is good. Plus, you can learn something. Sometimes you know, somebody will come back and say something, and I'll be you know, offended. Why did they say that? <laughs> and then I'll look at it and go, oh, well, they're kind of right. You know? yeah. In other words, there's opportunities to learn. Or in my case, I go, I totally missed that word in that sentence. That changes the whole meaning of it. <laughs> <laughs> if I actually read instead of half read what they typed. <laughs> Put a comma where it belongs. You know? Grammar is everything, children. Uh, yes. you know, the comma or lack of a comma can be the, the difference. Between yes. life and death. Have you seen yeah. that meme? Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. very much so. Uh, so uh, let, let me just ask a few questions because mm-hmm. part, of, part of what we're doing today is for my own education because I'm trying to learn how to use these tools in a, a more efficient way and a more appropriate way. Mm-hmm. When it comes to things like hashtags and, and that sort of mm-hmm. thing, Instead of just, here's my whole list of hashtags, what is the proper kind of protocol for when you're hashtagging a thing? Well, I, what I do and what I always did was um, you, can, there, there, you can search the popularity of a hashtag right in the app. Right. And I, I definitely take advantage of that. And depending on whether or not you want to be floating around in a, you know, kind of a big ocean mm-hmm. or a small one, you can choose. You know, you can be defined about it. Um, once upon a time, if people had been paying attention to my Instagram account, you know, maybe a month ago, mm-hmm. they would notice that I was subscribing to the theory that you should use every hashtag you possibly could within the legal limits of Instagram, which at the time, I think it maybe still is the case, 30 hashtags. Okay. Um, you have 31 hashtags, and the it won't tell you that you've exceeded the limit, but when you go to make that post... you. Nothing, Nothing is yeah. there, okay? <laughs> yep. And it's delete, do it again. Yep. Count your hashtags, right? I didn't even know that. Like, the first time I did that, I got nothing. And I'm like, wait, hold on a minute. I copied yeah. these hashtags from this document. I, you know, And it turns out there was 31. Mm. You know, so I picked one. You know. So for a little while, I, you know, I was doing that. Um, I think now, uh, for me personally, what seems to be just doing just fine is not littering the, each post with that. You know, just pick maybe two. Okay. Um, it's a good idea to tag folks. That's um, Instagram uh, likes for you to use every part of their software. So, sure, sure. So I, I think that that it's only a benefit to take advantage of that. You know. Um, so you know, I'll, I'll I'll try to tag at least one person. I was prior to that, I was tagging you know ten people. You yeah. know, it's I might have been guilty of being a little spammy. You know, yeah. and I don't I don't want to do that. Sure, <laughs> me, sure. Me, me screwing it up. Um, so yeah, best practices as of late is, you know, two hashtags, maybe one mm-hmm. tag, something like that, you know, at tag. Or some, tag pur- some purpose to the hashtag. Like, I, right. I know that I, I know I tagged with the post, the video post I put up of you on Instagram, I made sure to tag Yamaha Drums mm-hmm. because you're a Yamaha Drums artist. I tagged Zildjian. I tagged Vic Firth. Yes, I knew that those were three companies that you were officially aligned mm-hmm. with. So there was purpose to it. Yes. Yeah, um, that's the other thing too. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, some posts are going to, or maybe all of them, depending on what it is you're doing, um, you're going to want to make sure that your sponsors are included. Right. You know, that kind of thing. Shout out to an artist that you're working with, or if that is a, I would always tag the TLC, the members of TLC, mm. you know, um, the real T-Boz, the real Chili, uh, and then maybe even some of the TLC 
follower sites that that they have approved, you know, the right. TLC army, things yeah. like that, you know. I would make sure that they were all tagged and they always chime in and they you know they interact. That's, that's right. the, you know, that's, that's what you want. You, want you you just don't want them to the idea is you don't want your posts to just kind of go out into the abyss and never come back. You know, you want yeah. you want them to attract and and those kinds of hashtag uh, techniques and 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 tagging techniques work. Okay. Yeah. So think about the things that are in addition to what the actual tag itself is. I mean, the actual post is itself. Ideally, if you can invent a hashtag that catches on. See, that's well, hard to do. Like dial, hashtag dial a drummer, maybe? Yes. <laughs> I actually went and, and looked to see if that hashtag had been used when we were coming up with the name of the show. What happened? No and one was using it? There was one post in the, like with Twitter, one post in the entire history no, see, of Twitter I think that had great. used it. And it was five years ago. So there you go. You have the opportunity to, to completely build a brand new following. We did that at AIM. Yep. Aim life. Hashtag A-I-M-M-L-I-F-E, right? Um, that was and is the hashtag. They even printed it on the kick drum head in the live room. Uh, that's become its own little subculture. Yeah. And I think that's that's even better than than using popular hashtags. I mean, popular hashtags will definitely get you seen, right. you know, um, for better or worse. But if you can create your own brand, man, that's oh, that's awesome. And I'm I love the fact that you did that. Yeah. That, that was part of my, my due diligence in, in researching. Thank you. I'm glad that Tom approved. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, really. I, that that's uh, and um, definitely having someone else that eats this dog food yes. kind of look at what you do and give you honest feedback. Well, that's your probably, visuals look great. Your videos look great. Everything sounds amazing. Like every right. every episode I've ever listened to, they, they this stuff sounds good. And by the way, I wish you guys could hear what I'm hearing. I mean, it's. It is beautiful. Uh, it, it's so. I didn't even. I wasn't even sure if I would need them, but now I, I, I love it. Like I'm like, this is great. Everything is very top notch, and I. It, but it doesn't feel overproduced or anything. Like what I was talking about. I used to do at AIM. You know mm-hmm. these, these mega productions. It's but it's it's just clean. It's nice. It's easy. Right. Yeah. I I think what you're doing is great. Which leads me to a question I wanted to ask. It's not it's not in our lineup oh. here. Okay. Are there people? And how did you find them that were already successful in using these tools that you either used as a template mm-hmm. for what you did, or did you actually reach out to people and and ask them questions about how they uh, were able to get traction? I did, yeah. Um, actually, both. Uh, some of the stuff I would discover on my own, and in one case, I reached out to a friend of mine who was doing really well, and I was like, "How are you doing that?" You mm-hmm. know, and they were just like, "You got to engage." I mean, that, that was that was when I realized earlier when I said I started engaging, I started you know seeing other. Uh, he he was one of them, mm-hmm. a drummer friend of mine, and and so he sort of said, "Well, here's how I do it," you know, and he was kind enough to share how it worked, and it worked. Right. It's still working. Um, other in other cases. Other, this is rare. I don't know how often this might happen to people, but um, like with Zildjian, who said, "Oh, hey, we really like what you're doing. Can you do that for us?" Or other, another real good friend of mine said, "Hey, I love your page. Um, by the way, I'm an expert at this, and I'd love to, you know, help you." So I may take him up on that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, I have always had an idea that boy, I'm about to ruffle some feathers. Hardcore right Go now. Go for it. Uh, I have always lived my life copying people who do it better than me. 
That's just how it has always been. And I am not ashamed of it. I'm not apologizing for it. I think it is the way it's done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think I've heard a quote from Bruce Lee where you're, you know, he said, you're not supposed to do that. Okay. All right. And he's one of my biggest inspirations. So it's a little, it's a little weird read that. (laughs) The dichotomy of that. It's kind of a, yeah, a little bit of that uh, cognitive dissonance maybe. Yeah, totally. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, but I don't care. I, I, I have found great success in imitating all the way down to as close as I can get, Mm -hmm. whether it was, you know, Neil Pert in high school or Dave Weckl later in life, you know, Mm -hmm. you never, or, or, you know, Ty Towers for 3D animation, Mill Cannon for videography. Um, I don't know, Don LaFontaine for VO or something like that. You know, these are all people that you copy, but the great thing that happens when you when you do that, when you invest time to try and imitate people who are doing it better than you, is A, you're admitting that you're not very good at it, mm-hmm. first of all, which is a nice kind of first step, right? Right. Knowing is half the battle. Yeah. G.I. <laughs> <laughs> Joe. Okay. Um, <laughs> but no, seriously. And so, and, then, and no matter how successful you may be at copying this individual, you're never going to be them. Right. And that's the cool part is that you still end up finding your own voice, so to speak, on whatever what, with whatever it is you do. I would have developed a signature look with 3D animation, for example, that people could go, "Oh, that looks like something he did." You know, right. um, same thing with the drums. I, I do get, "Hey, you sound like Weckl sometimes," and it's an amazing compliment. But Weckl would be the first one to say, "You know what? He's got his own sound and has right. has gone on record and said uh, that about yeah, about yeah. my performances, which I is equally amazing." But um, VO, you know, I, I have lots of voice artists that I literally will like copy, try to sound exactly like, even though you can't. But what what all that does? I'm going to end with this. What all of that copycatting does mm-hmm. is it doesn't just show you how, but it it eventually teaches you why. Yeah, and so the most important question I think you can ask is why did that drummer play that there? Yep. Anybody can teach you how. But have, have you ever done that thing where you like learn a new lick and then it doesn't work? Of course. Okay. Well, it's because you put it in the totally wrong spot. <laughs> you didn't. Yeah, you, you, I might have been guilty of that on Friday. <laughs> I, every time that's ever happened to me, it's always because I failed to ask why. Yeah. Did that drummer play it there? And right. and 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 the, I, I found that the closer I get to the abilities of a, of an individual, uh, things start making sense. I'll use drumming as an example. Sure. You know, I, would, I would learn the entirety of Spur of the Moment mm-hmm. by, by Dave Weckl, all the way down to every single note in the solo. And through the process, it took months. Mm-hmm. Through the process, though, I would discover, oh, well, that's why that, like, because the hands are already here. Right. And the left hand is ready to play that note. Oh, I see why. The how is fine, but the why is what, and that's those are the kinds of things that I felt like I've learned in every aspect. So, right. um, yeah, I, I'm a copycat, and I'm proud of it. Vocabulary. I mean, you know, if you think of, of anything, it's yeah. you're you're developing vocabulary for a language that exists, and eventually, uh, you know, you become fluent in all these different languages, yeah. and you just sort of move in that's and how my out. My kids of are them. learning. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're copying. What, what, why does that have to stop? Because we grow up. Right. Like, what's wrong with That's that? the great thing with technology. These kids, like we were talking earlier, they're mm. exposed to so much, so much earlier than we ever were. Right? Yeah. You know, and they can learn it so much quicker. Right. Let me backtrack for a second. I want to ask a question that sure, I think the listeners sure. might. You started to touch on still having a website. Right. Versus all these social platforms. Mm-hmm. 
are there, is it still worth having an individual website with all these social platforms that are out there? I personally think so. Now, this is coming from a guy that doesn't have a drumming website. Mm, admitting it. Yeah. Uh, I never, short of that AOL site, I never, I've never had a drumming website. And that's kind of awful. Um, the point, in business anyway, of having social is to drive people to the website. That was always the goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is still the goal. And it's just kind of a one, that's the final stop on that train, if you will, where you want to drive people. That's that's typically where you can sell your wares, yeah. um, go way more in depth without the 60-second limitation of an Instagram video. Right. You see what I mean? So, yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely do think. Now, for my VO stuff, I have a website, TomKnightVoice.com, and the equivalent at signs, Tom Knight Voice for Instagram, Facebook.com slash. I'm not trying to pimp that. I'm no, just but saying no, it all ties yeah. together. Yeah, it's all, all the same all, name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, There's and a this, continuity to very, all of that. Which yes. is also very important with this conversation is assigning the names to be the same. And so if I ever, and I need to, the sad reality is um, if you start working, you, you feel like you don't need it. Right, and that's kind of what happened to me. Is I'm like, oh, I don't need it. I'm on Get the road. Busy, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a terrible trap to fall into. Yeah. And so here again, I'm guilty. Like I'm, right. I, I'm. That's why I can't call myself any kind of guru or expert. I just, I'm just sharing with you and anybody who sure. wants to listen things that have worked for me. But but yeah, having a freaking drum website is like us. I can't believe I don't. Right. Have one yet? Yeah. And, and and freaking this night, no. <laughs> he'll so, have it next week. So sure. Don't worry. Well, no, By the time this day. episode comes right. out, he'll have it. He'll have it. I promise I won't. But I, I'll tell you what. I'm um, willing to definitely, you know, trade wares with folks who would be, yeah. you know, maybe interested in, you know, maybe there's a drummer out there that's like, you know, willing to barter. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're a fan of Tom Knight and you know how to program websites, you need to shoot him a note. We, we, and, could, we could work a deal, man. Well, the thing about Hammond.com that I think is really important is it very immediately puts all the information that somebody needs, especially what is my phone number yes. and what is my email address or where's the contact form so that I can immediately get in contact with you yeah. To do this, um, I got a message uh, on Sunday from a guy who wanted to uh, do some Skype lessons through Facebook. Mm-hmm. And as somebody that I've known for a long time, I haven't seen him in five or six years. For him, the modality of sending a Facebook message was what worked for him. But uh, I guarantee, if if BrianStevens.com weren't a splash page saying in forty days there'll be a website here, he would have gone there and filled out the contact form. It's the most direct way to get to somebody. If uh, if you have a .com that's your name or something close to your name, uh, or uh, in branding, if there's something that you call yourself. Now, y- you want to make sure that it's something that says what you do. Mm-hmm. I do have an adjunct site that's sessiondrummer.me. I noticed. Uh, and it's been, you know, it hasn't been changed in forever, but that's sort of been the surrogate to Getting to Brian Stevens. If you, I've, and then Bonzo worked, Tunes. Yeah, yep. Bonzo Tunes with the uh, the studio. You know, I made sure. I think for me, uh, some of the social tools like SoundCloud and Facebook mm-hmm. and things like that, and that session drummer.me site have been a surrogate to not having a .com. But the importance of that is 
it's sort of it's your own channel at that point. Yeah. You know, when you're on Facebook and we have facebook.com slash dial a drummer, it's um it's an arm that leads back to the hub, yeah. but our channel really is the dialadrummer.net. Right. My channel is brianstevens.com. Like everything should eventually point back there. I think so. Yeah. That's where you get to best tell your story in a more in a most focused way. And you can put the things that you really if if you want people to hire you for playing drums or if you're a videographer and you do you know video, you put those uh, your video reels in one place that are here are the five I really want you to see. There's 500 of them on YouTube, right. uh, but the five that you need to see for these reasons, I'm putting them right there in front of you. There's also the metrics aspect. You know, you can find out what's going on with all of your posts. You mm-hmm. know, especially if you've got if you've converted your Instagram to a business account, you can view insights on every post you make past past the point where you make the switch. Right. Um, but then you have the option to do that with your website, and, and boy, is that awesome to be able to, you know, if you use the the Google Analytics tools mm-hmm. um, and you've pasted in the appropriate code yep. on all the pages, you can observe the flow, what they call the flow. Literally, like where did somebody come in and where did they go before they bailed? Right. And and all of that, and you and you can see where they came from right. and all that stuff. So you can really start to see which networks are doing uh, more for you, where people are interested and start, you know, fluffing up that and maybe not really worrying about what they're, what they're not interested in. Right. Or if you want to go the other direction and you're concerned that they're not seeing this, you can spruce that up. In other right. words, but just having the ability to know what people are doing. You, it's a great A-B test. You can, I've done that with uh, stuff for my, my drum business and for my studio business and now with, with Dial-A-Drummer. Uh, I've A-B tested different mm-hmm. graphics. I'll put yep. the same thing up um, at two different times or in two different places or two different times in the same place mm-hmm. with slightly different wording um, with video. There's video content that I've put up and, and I look at the engagement. I look at the analytics of... Uh, how, not just how many people looked at it. That's kind of a vanity metric. Mm-hmm. But if it's a 60-second clip and people only stayed 15 seconds, uh, I sort of have to infer, well, either it wasn't interesting or it wasn't very good or maybe there was something about it. Yep. Maybe the quality of the video weren't, wasn't great. or there, there had to be some reason why they only bailed after 15 seconds. Right. Versus... Uh, and and I've got a couple of corporate clients I'm doing with this now that have long form content. Uh, you know, a, a client that that will put up an hour long piece of content, and we go back and we look at the analytics. If the average engagement is 45 minutes, then I let them know, okay, we're on the right path now in terms That's of the, the content and you know the polish and the finish, looking at how people see things, looking at how the, or how they hear things, uh, the length of time they stay, where they jump in, where they jump out, all those that that's the unspoken value of all of this uh, when we're talking about putting out this content. If you're just putting it out into the world and looking at how many people hit a like or how many people watched it, you're really kind of just patting yourself on the back. Mm-hmm. You're looking for that vanity metric. If you're only into the vanity metric, then it, it all becomes a paper tiger at that point. Even if you do have, there, there are people I know that have 50,000 subscribers on YouTube, but the 50,000 subscribers come from some hack. 
back. It comes from mm. the, I, I call it the pie in the face video. Mm. You know, they did the pie in the face video. Oh, and then they did five more of the pie in the face videos with uh, some other angle mm-hmm. because that thing worked. Gotcha. And it got them to 50,000, but then all of a sudden it levels off. It doesn't continue to climb over time uh, because it was a hack. It was a hack. It wasn't. It wasn't someone who um, was trying to put something into the world with an intent and then look at what came back at them. What were what were the reverberations of that, and then built upon what they learned out of that particular thing. If you line or you stack enough of those things up, then uh, then people will begin to trust the brand that is Tom Knight Drums. And so that when they call you for whatever they call you for, whether it's a session or a gig or a lesson, Mm -hmm. that the thing that they're getting from you, don't you love that sitting in the room above my garage when garage. I go in this it's long like, diatribe. It's like one serious, <laughs> way to break like the a flow, serious air conditioning unit, man. It's, like, it's about to get cold. Uh, that's a great way to just get me out of a diatribe right there. <laughs> Sorry, just, man. Yeah, it is can, the room you, above you, my garage. You, you can give us the remote now. <laughs> we know you did that. Man, Tom, I appreciate. <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, that's what. That's he's going to hit it. it. He's going to hit it again when I. <laughs> and so I. <laughs> man, I appreciate you coming and hanging out oh, with of course, us, man. Great yeah, to have you on the show, Tom. Absolutely. This is again. Yeah, this is one of those episodes that, man, you, you need to probably go back to the beginning and get a notepad and a pen out or pencil. Or I type it into, into your Evernote if you're the digital kind of person. There's a lot of great meat inside this episode, and I'm so glad you came. Oh, man. No, thank you for having me. Yeah, Are you kidding like, me? This other is than just awesome. hanging out and, and doing this, I yeah. mean, the fact that, that uh, we can give you a place that you can take your knowledge and your expertise and you can push it through that camera yeah. to that person yeah. on the other side. Absolutely. Uh, I'm glad we can give you uh, a platform for being able to do that. Sweet. So if Happy people day. want to find uh, find out more about you and follow the things you do, how would we get to you? So, again, I, I'm a little bit more fleshed out on the voiceover side, TomKnightVoice.com. Mm-hmm. Instagram, at TomKnightVoice. Facebook, uh, Facebook.com slash TomKnightVoice. Um, for the drums, it's it's all the same. Just substitute drums for the word voice, Tom Knight Drums. Instagram, Facebook, Tom Knight Drums. And at some point, maybe I'll have Tom Knight Drums dot com maybe I don't know um, I, oh YouTube channel also same thing yep so uh, and that is also my Gmail account for anybody that you know if, if anybody has any questions personally Tom Knight drums at gmail dot com yeah it's the same thing as YouTube you know how it's all tied together yeah um, so yeah I try to uh, make it easy yeah. and uh, and yeah man just hit me up friend me you know Follow me, I'll follow you back. It's all good. Cool, yes. cool. And speaking of following, make sure if you are not already, please follow us on all the social networks, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, pretty much everything that's around. You can just search for Dial a Drummer or at Dial a Drummer and uh, follow us and share us with your friends. That's the most important thing. If you get some value out of this mm-hmm. discussion and you get something that helps you, by all means, share it with a friend. That's 
the real purpose of social media, yeah. uh, over and above everything else, yeah. is to be social. Mm-hmm. So make sure that uh, you share share this episode. There's a ton of value in there. There's a lot of things that, that you can learn. Uh, and I'd like to mention, uh, while I've got a second, and uh, the truck is warming up outside my driveway, <laughs> if you don't hear that, uh, I'd like to mention the, the sponsor for this episode, which is uh, Waves Audio. Mm. And uh, the past few weeks, they've been sponsoring us, and you guys have been so good to go to that link, uh, dialadrummer.net slash waves. And uh, specifically this week, if you go to dialadrummer.net slash gold, uh, there's a great package of 30 five or 36 plugins that you can get. They're plugins I use every single day in the studio to help me get great sounds, great drum sounds, great anything sounds. Uh, if you like the way that this podcast sounds, it's because of those plugins. Normally that uh, gold bundle's $7.99, but if they go to dialadrummer.net slash gold, uh, you can get it for $1.99. And actually at $1.99, that's cheaper than fiction <laughs> transmission and the exhaust system on my kid's truck who's uh, uh <laughs> and is it on cue <laughs> there's the garage door end of commercial <laughs> it's nice when your phone screener leaves mid-show <laughs> it's like i've had enough of this gee whiz that's cool <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for watching us. Uh, we're here live on all of, the, most anywhere where you can get live video. Uh, we're on uh, on Mondays. We're going to play with the time. Oh, um, we will not be here. I didn't tell Shannon this. I'll, I'll tell you now. Okay. We are not here next week. Okay, good to know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've got a convention thing that I'm working, and uh, I will be there all week next week. So Brian will be Skyping in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up to my eyeballs in it here, y'all. Uh, keep the garage remote so you can get in. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, but in two weeks, uh, when we come back, uh, two weeks, we're going to unveil the brand new dialadrummer.net site. We're also going to give away the autographed copy of Jan Rico's. Uh, newest album and autographed copy. It's not just, it's special enough that it's vinyl, Vinyl. but the fact that it's autographed by the guy responsible for making that piece of art is is even better. We're going to give that away. We've got some other giveaways that we're going to do too. Shannon, you want to show them things like DVDs and sticks? Sure. And um, we're going to give away some some DVDs. If you sign up for the mail list, which you can do now at um, dialadrummer.net and uh, so in two weeks when we unveil the site, we're going to give away some great prizes and uh, we're going to answer some listener questions. We're going to actually engage some of the audience that have emailed stuff and sent voicemails in. Uh, if you'd like to send a voicemail this week, 844-833-3786, which spells out drum, those last four yeah, numbers. Uh you can call in on Monday's Live or even better, call during the week. There's a voicemail there. Leave us a voicemail. Ask a question. Uh, leave a comment if you dig the show. All that great stuff. So uh, I think I've done enough selling for today. And again, 
Thanks for coming and hanging out, man. Thanks for having me. And uh, in January, we're going to do, right after Christmas, we're going to do the... The health uh, show. Perfect (laughs) timing, too. Yeah, we'll all have to drop five pounds. Yeah, we're going to do the New Year's Resolution show. We'll talk about how to do that. Yeah, exactly. We're going to give you some value on how to drop some pounds. sir. After all that stocking candy. It'll be great. So uh, Looking forward to it. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys. Keep putting one foot in front of the other, and we'll see you next week on Dial. Two weeks. Two weeks. See you in two weeks. See, I already forgot what I just said. That's why he's the smarter one of this pair, I'm telling you. Uh, See you again uh, in two weeks, guys. Thanks so much. See you guys.